This is Shakespeare Closely Read. I'm your host, Mark Naftal. In this podcast, I read the works of William Shakespeare and other authors in the public domain. In addition to reading these works in their entirety, I will stop frequently to comment on the text, its meaning, and lessons to be drawn. This is a place for lovers of Shakespeare's words, words, words. I delight in the beauty of his language and believe through this beauty we can find truth and how to live a virtuous life. I hope this podcast can help students understand Shakespeare better and how to appreciate his sometimes difficult language. Maybe you can use it to help you write papers or study for tests. Drop me an email at shakespeareclosely at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, alternative interpretations. I would like some help. Let us begin. We are continuing with Much Ado About Nothing. We are now on scene five. Enter Leonardo and Dogberry, the constable, and Virgis, the headborough. Leonardo, what would you with me, honest neighbor? Dogberry, Mary, sir, I would have some confidence with you that discerns you nearly. Okay, Dogberry continues his uh, doggerel, if you will, his malapropisms. Leonardo, brief, I pray you, for you see it is a busy time with me. Dogberry, Mary, this is it, sir. Virgis, yes, in truth it is, sir. Leonardo, what is it, my good friends? Dogberry, Goodman Virgis, sir, speaks a little off the matter. An old man, sir, and his wits are not so blunt as God help I would desire they were. But in faith, honest as the skin between his brows. Okay, so uh, his wits are not so blunt. Uh, usually we think of a sharp wit as that, but be that as it may, Virgis. Yes, I thank God I am as honest as any man living that is an old man and no honester than I. Um, not very comparisons are odorous. Palabras, neighbor Virgis. Leonato, neighbors, you are tedious. Dogberry, it pleases your workshop to say so, but we are the poor Duke's officers. But truly, for mine own part, if I were as tedious as a king, I could find it in my heart to bestow it all on bestow uh, it all of your worship. Leonato, all thy tediousness is on me, huh? Yea, and twere a thousand pound more than tis, for I hear as good exclamation on your worship as of any man in the city. And though I be but a poor man, I am glad to hear it, Virgis, and so am I. Leonato, I would fain know what you have to say. It takes a long time for them to get to the point, doesn't it, Virgis? Mary, sir, our watch tonight, accepting your worship's presence, contain a couple of as errant knaves as any in Messina. Dogberry, ah, good old man, sir, he will be talking, as they say, when the age is in, the wit is out. God help us, it is a world to see. Well said, a faith, neighbor Virgis. Well, God's a good man, and two men ride of a horse, and one must ride behind. An honest soul of faith, by my troth he is, as ever broke bread. But God is to be worshipped. All men are not alike. Alas, good neighbor. Leonardo, indeed, neighbor, he comes too short of you. Dogberry, gifts that God gives. Leonardo, I must leave you. So they haven't told him anything yet. Uh, back to the text, Dogberry. One word, sir. Our watch, sir, have indeed comprehended two auspicious persons. I guess it's supposed to mean suspicious. Um, back at the text, still Dogberry. And we would have them this morning examined before your worship. Leonardo, take their examination yourself and bring it me. I am now in great haste, as may appear unto you. Dogberry, it shall be suffragance. Suffragance. Leonardo, drink some wine. Here you go. Very well. Enter a messenger. 
Messenger, my lord, they stay for you to give your daughter to her husband. Leonardo, I'll wait upon them. I am ready. So Leonardo doesn't yet know about uh, the trick that Don John is pulling on everyone. He exits with Messenger. Dogberry, go, good partner, go. Get you to Francis Seacole. Bid him bring his pen and inkhorn to the jail. We are now to examination these men. You guys should be examined. They're going to examination these men. Burgess, we must do it wisely. Dogberry, we'll spare for no wit, I'll warrant you. Here's that shall drive some of them to a noncom. Only get the learned writer to set down our excommunication and meet me at the jail. They exit. Okay, now finally we're to Act 4. Scene 1. Enter Prince John the Bastard, Leonato, Friar, Claudio, Benedict, Hero, and Beatrice with attendants. So everyone's here present. Leonato. Come, Friar Francis, be brief only to the plain form of marriage, and you shall recount their particular duties afterwards. Okay, so that's uh, like the duty to obey and love, cherish, etc. Friar to Claudio. You come hither, my lord, to marry this lady? Claudio. No. Leonato. To be married to her. Friar, you come to marry her. Uh, Friar. Lady, you come hither to be married to this count. Hero. I do. Friar. And if either of you know any inward impl impediment why you should not be conjoined, I charge you on your souls to utter it. Claudio, know you any hero? Hero, none, my lord. For I know you any count? Leonato, I dare make his answer. None. Claudio, oh, what men dare do, what men may do, what men daily do, not knowing what they do. Benedict, how now? Interjections? Why then, some some be of a laughing, ha ha ha, he. Claudio, stand thee by, friar, father by your leave. Will you, with free and unconstrained soul, give me this your give this maid, give me this your this maid, your daughter, Leonardo, as freely, son, as God did give her me, Claudio. And what have I to give you back, whose worth may counterpose this rich and precious gift? Okay, so Claudio doesn't mean it. Uh, but he won't speak yet. Prince, nothing, unless you render her again. Claudio, sweet prince, you learn me noble thankfulness. There, Leonardo, take her back again. Give not this rotten orange to your friend. She's but the sign and semblance of her honor. Behold how, like a maid, she blushes here. Okay, so he's saying she's really not a virgin. Can cunning sin cover itself with all? Comes not that blood as modest evidence to witness simple virtue. Would you not swear all you that see her that she were a maid by these exterior shows? But she is none. She knows the heat of a luxurious bed. Her blush is guiltiness, not modesty. Leonato. What do you mean, my lord? Claudio. Not to be married, not to knit my soul to an approved wanton. Leonato. Dear my lord, if you in, in your own proof have vanquished the resistance of her youth and made the feat of her virginity. So Leonardo assumes that he's saying that uh, he went to bed with her. Uh, of course, that's not what Claudio means. Back to the text, Claudio. I know what you would say. If I have known her, you will say she did embrace me as her husband and so extenuate the forehand sin. No, Leonato, I never tempted her with word too large, but as a brother to his sister showed bashful sincerity and comely love, hero. And seemed I ever otherwise to you, Claudio? 
Out on these, seeming, I will ride against him. You seem to me as Diane and her orb, as chaste as the bud, ere it be blown. Okay, so he's saying like the moon, the moon, and Diana, therefore, was considered to be the, the goddess of, of, of virgins, of, 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 mate, of uh, maidens. As chaste as the bud, ere it be blown, but you are more intemperate in your blood than Venus, are those pampered animals that rage in savage sensuality. So he's saying she's nothing more than an animal. She's a lusty hero. Is my lord well that he doth speak so wide? So it's so wide of the mark, so wide of the truth. Leonardo, sweet prince, why speak not you? Prince, why should I speak? I stand dishonored that have gone about to link my dear friend to a common stale. Okay, that's a, I suppose a wanton woman is a common stale. Leonato, are these things spoken or do I but dream? Don John, sir, they are spoken and these things are true. Of course, Don John is telling a lie there. Benedict, this looks not like a nuptial. Okay, Benedict, a vast understatement there, Benedict. He wrote, true, oh God, Claudio. Leonato, stand I here? Is this the prince? Is this the prince's brother? Is this face heroes? Are our eyes our own, Leonato? All this is so, but what of this, my lord, Claudio? Let me but move one question to your daughter, and by that fatherly and kindly power that you have in her, bitter answer truly, Leonardo. I charge thee do so, as thou art my child, hero. Oh, God, defend me, how I am beset. What kind of catechism call you this? Okay, so the catechism was uh, questions and answers. Claudio. To make you answer truly to your name. Okay, that's a hero, I suppose. Hero. Is it not hero? Who can blot that name with any just reproach? Claudio. Mary, that can hero. Hero itself can blot out hero's virtue. What man was he taught to you yesternight? Out at your window, betwixt twelve and one. Now, if you are made, answer to this, hero. I talked with no man at that hour, my lord. Prince. Why, then you are no maiden. Leonato, I am sorry you must hear. Upon mine honor, myself, my brother, in this grieved count, did see her, hear her, at that hour last night, talk with a ruffian at her chamber window, who hath indeed, most like a liberal villain, confessed the vile encounters that they have had a thousand times in secret. Don John, fie, fie, they are not to be named, my lord, not to be spoke of. There is not chastity enough in language without offense to utter them. Thus, pretty lady, I am sorry for thy much misgovernment. Claudio, O oh, hero, what a hero hadst thou been if half thy outward graces had been placed about thy thoughts and counsels of thy heart. But fare thee well, most foul, most fair, farewell. Okay, so we have a pun there, fair, F-A-I-R, and fair, F-A-R-E, well. Back to the text, still Claudio. Thou pure impiety and impious purity, for thee I'll lock up all the gates of love, and on my eyelids shall conjecture hang to turn all beauty into thoughts of harm, and never shall have it more be gracious. So Claudio saying now he's never going to love, which Benedict at first was doing as well. They seem to be swapping places now, but Benedict, of course, was sort of mocking of himself and everything that he didn't love, and Claudio now has been uh, deeply hurt because he thinks that Hero has been untrue to him. Of course, she is not. Back to the text, Leonardo. Hath no man's dagger Hero point for me. Hero falls. She swoons, fates. Beatrice, 
Why, how now, cousin? Wherefore sink you down? Well, duh, Beatrice. She had such a shock to her. Don John. Come, let us go. These sayings come thus to light. Smother her spirits up. Claudio, Prince, and Don John exit. Benedict. How doth the lady? Beatrice. Dead, I think. Help, uncle. Hero, why, hero, uncle. Signor Benedict. Friar. Leonato. Oh, fate. Take not away thy heavy hand. Death is the fairest cover for her shame that may be wished for. Beatrice, how now, cousin Hero? Hero stirs. Friar to Hero, have comfort, lady. Leonato to Hero, dost thou look up? Friar, yea, wherefore should she not? Okay, so all those of her accusers have left now, and these are her friends uh, that didn't know anything about Don John's trick or left. Leonato, wherefore? Why doth not every earthly thing cry shame upon her? Could she here deny the story that is printed in her blood? Do not live, hero, do not open thine eyes, but did I think thou wouldst not quickly die? Thought I, thought I thy spirits were stronger than thy shames, myself would on the rearward of approaches strike at thy life. Grieved I, I had but one. Chid I for that at frugal nature's frame. Oh, one too much by thee, why had I won? Why ever wast thou lovely in, thy, in my eyes? Why had I not with a chari with charitable hand took up a beggar's issue at my gates? Okay, so you see better that he'd uh, uh, taken a beggar's child and adopted her. Who besmirched thus and mired with infamy, I might have said, no part of it is mine. The shame derives itself from unknown loins, but mine and mine I loved, and mine I praised, and mine that I was proud on, mine so much, that I myself was to myself not mine. Okay, so we see a lot of minds there. But mine and mine I loved, and mine I praised, and mine that I was proud on, mine so much, that I myself was to myself not mine. Okay, it could be a play there too. A mine is a possession, and also mine is in a, is in a mine like a gold mine or something. Uh, back to the text. Valley Wien of her, why she? Oh, she is fallen into a pit of ink that the wide sea hath drops too few to wash her clean again, and saw too little which may season give to her foul tainted flesh. Benedict. Sir, sir, be patient. For my part, I am so attired in wonder, I know not what to say. Beatrice, oh, on my soul, my cousin is belied. Okay, so Beatrice thinks that she's uh, being lied about. And notice that Benedict and Beatrice here, here uh, both seem to be withholding judgment. Um, Benedict, lady, were you her bedfellow last night? Beatrice, no, truly not. Although until last night, I had this 12 month been her bedfellow. So Beatrice can't give uh, a hero an alibi. Notice too, Beatrice and Benedict are not railing at each other like they had been before. Leonato, confirm, confirm, oh, that is stronger made, which was before barred up with ribs of iron. Would the two princes lie and Claudio lie, who loved her so that speaking of her foulness washed it with tears? Hence from her, let her die. Fire, hear me a little. I've only silent been so long and given way into this course of fortune by noting of the lady. I have marked a thousand blushing apparitions to start into her face, a thousand innocent shames, and angel whiteness beat away those blushes. And in her eye there hath appeared a fire to burn the errors that these princes hold against her maiden truth. 
So the friar uh, doesn't believe that she's uh, guilty of the things she's been accused of. Back to the sex, still the friar. Call me a fool, trust not my reading nor my observations, with which experimental seal doth warrant the tenor of my book. Trust not my age, my reverence, calling, nor divinity. If this sweet lady lie not guiltless here, under some biting error, Leonato, friar cannot be. Thou seest all the grace that she hath, hath left, is that she will not add to her damnation a sin of perjury. She not denies it. Why seekest then to cover with excuse that which appears in proper nakedness? Friar, lady, what man is he you are accused of? He wrote, they know that do accuse me. I know none. For if I know more of any man alive than that which maiden modesty doth warrant, that all my sins lack mercy. O oh, my father, prove you that any man with me conversed at hours unmeet, or that I yesternight maintained the change of words with any creature. Refuse me, hate me, torture me to death. Friar, there is some strange misprison in the princes. Okay, so the prior thinks they've been deceived. Benedict, two of them have the very bent of honor. And if their wisdoms be misled in this, the practice of it lies in John the Bastard, whose spirits toil in frames of villainies. Okay, so Benedict doesn't believe it, and he, he goes immediately to uh, to where the, the truth lies, that it's all a trick by John the Bastard. Leonato, I know not. If they speak but truth of her, these hands shall tear her. If they wrong her honor, the proudest of them shall, shall wear heel of it. Time hath not so dried this blood of mine, nor age so eat up my invention, nor fortune made such havoc of my means, nor my bad life rift me of so much of friends, where they shall find awaked in such a kind, both strength of limb and policy of mine, ability and means and choice of friends to quit me of them thoroughly. So he's saying that uh, if she's really innocent, his daughter's really innocent, he's going to get even with them, and he's got friends who will help him out. Friar, pause a while, and let my counsel sway you in this case. So the friar is very wise, and uh, <laughs> he didn't believe that she was guilty, and now he's going to give good counsel. Back to the text, still the friar. Your daughter here, the prince, is left for dead. Let her a while be secretly kept in, and publish it that she is dead indeed. Maintain a mourning ostentation, and on your family's old monument, hang mournful epithets, and do all rights that appertain unto a burial. Leonardo. What shall become of this? What will this do? Friar Mary, this well, this well carried shall on her behalf change slander to remorse. That is some good, but not for them that dream I on this strange course, but on this travail look for greater birth. Okay, um, change slander to remorse. That is some good, but not for that dream I on this strange course. But on the travail, look for greater birth. Okay, so the labor, that is, is going to bring forth something, a greater birth. That travail is like a labor there. Back to the text of the friar. She dying, as it must be so maintained, upon the instant that she was accused, shall be lamented, pitied, and excused of every hearer. For it so falls out that what we have we prize not to the worth whilst we enjoy it. But being lacked and lost, why, then we rack the value, then we find the virtue that possession would not show us whilst it was ours. So he's saying that if you don't have something, then you regret it. And he thinks that they're going to, Claudio and his friends will start regretting a hero's death. 
back to the text, still a friar. So will it fare with Claudio, when he shall hear she died upon his words, the idea of her life shall sweetly creep into his study of imagination, and every lovely organ of her life shall come apparelled in more precious habit, more moving, delicate, and full of life, and to the eye and prospect of his soul, and when she lived indeed, then shall he mourn if ever love had interest in his liver, and wish he had not so accused her. No, though he thought his accusation true, let this be so. And doubt not but the success will fashion the event in better shape, and I can lay it down in likelihood. But if I'll aim, but this be leveled false, the supposition of the lady's death will quench the wonder of her infamy. And if it, if it sort not well, you may conceal her, as befits her wounded reputation, in some reclusive and religious life, out of all eyes, tongues, minds, and injuries. So... He's saying they'll regret that, that she died, and but even if they don't, and, and um, the slander lives on, uh, get thee to a nunnery and let her be that way. And uh, and so uh, uh, in her supposed death, she can go on, but uh, live out of sight. Benedict. Signor Leonato, let the friar advise you, and though you know my inwardness and love is very much into the prince and Claudio, yet by mine honor I will deal in this as secretly and justice, justly as your soul should with your body. So interesting, we see some character development here in, in Benedict. He was, uh, before he was railing on everything and cynical, and now uh, he's going with the, the religious friar and taking his advice and um, seeming almost to form an alliance there with the family and therefore with, uh, with Beatrice. So we see uh, good effects of love on, uh, on Benedict Leonato. Being that I flow in grave, the smallest twine may lead me friar tis well consented presently away for two strange sores strangely they strain the cure come lady die to live this wedding day perhaps is but prolonged have patience and endure die to live that is seem to uh, to die all but beatrice and benedict exit uh -huh, here they come benedict lady beatrice have you wept all this while Beatrice, yea, and I will weep a while longer. Benedict, I will not desire that. Beatrice, you have no reason. I do it freely. Benedict, surely I do believe, I do believe your fair cousin is wronged. Beatrice, ah, how much more might the man deserve of me that would right her? Aha, uh -huh, so he's saying, uh, help me out and I'll, I'll favor you. Uh, Benedict, is there any way to so show such friendship? Beatrice, a very even way. But no such friend. Benedict, may a man do it. Beatrice, it is a man's office, but not yours. Benedict, I do love nothing in the world so well as you. It's not that strange. So Benedict is bold enough to declare his love uh, there. Beatrice, as strange as the thing I know not. As, as, as strange as the thing I know not. It were as possible for me to say I love nothing so well as you, but believe me not, and yet I lie not. I confess nothing, nor I deny nothing. I am sorry for my cousin. Benedict, by my sword, Beatrice, thou lovest me. Beatrice, do not swear and eat it. Benedict, I will swear by it that you love me, and I will make him eat it that says I love you, I love not you. Beatrice, will you not eat your word? Benedict. With no sauce that can be devised to it, I protest I love thee. Beatrice, why then, God forgive me. Benedict, 
What offense, sweet Beatrice? Beatrice, you have stayed me in a happy hour. I was about to protest. I loved you. Benedict, and do it with all thy heart. Beatrice, I love you with so much of my heart that none is left to protest. Benedict, come bid me do anything for thee. Beatrice, kill Claudio. Benedict, not for the wide world. Beatrice, you kill me to deny it. Farewell. She begins to exit. Benedict, tarry, sweet Beatrice. Beatrice, I am gone, though I am here. There is no love in you. Nay, I pray you, let me go. Benedict, Beatrice, Beatrice. In faith, I will go. Benedict, we'll be friends first. Beatrice, you dare easier be friends with me than fight with mine enemy. Benedict, is Claudio thine enemy? Beatrice, he's not approved in the height of villain. It, oh, excuse me, I'm starting again. Beatrice, is he not approved in the height of villain that has slandered, scorned, dishonored my kinswoman? Oh, that I were a man, what bear her in hand until they come to take hands, and then with public accusation, uncovered slander, unmitigated rancor. Oh, God, that I were a man, I would eat his heart in the marketplace. Benedict, hear me, Beatrice. Beatrice, talk with a man out at a window of proper saying. Okay, so Beatrice is really mad about this. She knows it's a slander. Benedict, nay, but Beatrice, Beatrice, sweet hero, she is wrong. She is slandered. She is undone. Benedict, beat. He can't, he can't even get a word out. Beatrice, a word in edgewise, excuse me. Beatrice, princes and counties, surely a princely testimony, a goodly count, count comfect, a sweet gallant, surely. Oh, that I were a man for his sake, or that I had any friend would be a man for my sake. But manhood is melted into curtsies, valor into compl compliment, and men are only turned into tongue and tremblings too. He is now as valiant as Hercules, that only tells a lie and swears it. I cannot be a man with wishing, therefore I will die a woman with grieving. Benedict, Terry, good Beatrice, by this hand I love thee. Beatrice, use it for my love some other way than swearing by it. Benedict, think you in your soul the Count Claudio hath wronged hero? Beatrice, yea, as sure as I have thought or a soul. Benedict, enough. I am engaged. I will challenge him. I will kiss your hand, and so I leave you. By this hand, Claudio shall render me a dear account. As you hear of me, so think of me. Go comfort your cousin. I must say she is dead, and so farewell. They exit. And then that takes us to scene two. And that's probably a good place to stop for today. And so we'll pick up with scene two next time. And until then, adieu.